You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Tilled Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit TheSoulTiesDetox.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Love Languages. We talk to singles and we, we, we deal with a lot of singles. Now, as they become singles, either they're brand new singles or they become singles due to a bad breakup, a divorce or something of that nature, yes. right? And so what we have to do is we have to reintroduce them to themselves after the healing process. Mm-hmm. It's a reintroduction process to themselves. One of the things that we try to do is reintroduce them to their love language. What is your love language? Now, the love la- the five love languages is a book written by Gary Chapman. Right. And Gary Chapman wrote that book specifically or initially before all the other ones that fo- followed. Initially for the idea to help married couples come together and find some common ground and begin to communicate again. Yes. The thing is, is that when we go out and we're dealing with the the healing process of singles, um, we have to introduce them to say, hey, listen, your love language doesn't just pop up right. when you have a relationship. Your love language has been there. It's always going to be there. There are five love languages. One is receiving gifts. Another is quality time, words of affirmation acts of service and physical touch and we all speak all five love languages that's right but there are one or two that we just speak intuitively it's our default mechanism it's unconscious the way we receive and give it Mm -hmm. and if you don't know it it can leave you open to um, vulnerabilities regarding that because you're just receiving signals and signs from other people and finding yourself attaching especially in the especially when you're navigating the dating area right exactly when you're trying to navigate dating and you find yourself unconsciously drawn to somebody who's no good for you because you're not aware of your love language now this is number five so we believe that all of you guys know your love language by now however right if you do not we'll give you the benefit of the doubt After this podcast, all the other podcasts are still up, right? They are still up. They're still up on the page. So you'll be able to go through them to find out which one is yours. But after this one, go ahead and click on the link. And the link will take you to a page that we designed just for you Mm -hmm. so that you can go find, go through the process to find your love language as a single. Right. Today, last week, we talked about um, what? Quality time. We talked about quality time and gifts, right? Fantastic. Yes. Yes. I believe so. This time, this week, this is the last one. We're talking about words of affirmation, words of affirmation. Now. I like to call it words of affection. The reason why is because I think we kind of get word affirmation mixed up. Right. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But if words of affirmation is your love language, is your, is your, I was about to say your sign. If it's your love language, you respond to and give affection through meaningful words. A lot of people. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think we started this last week. We said it. 
Is it safe to say that words of affirmation is every man's love language? <laughs> it is safe to say that either it's in a one or two slot for every man. Yeah, most uh, men most love men, that. Most men like the ability to be, well, here's the thing. And I, I want to say this and I want to be very careful because I don't want to get words of affirmation mixed up yes. with validation. Right. Ugh. Every man, most most every man, like the idea of being personally validated by those people whom they touch. Right. right. But also along nestled within that validation is called appreciation. And appreciation is an affectionate thank you. And it's an affectionate love. Mm-hmm. And many men, we'll say many, 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 many that that I know. Um, appreciate words of affirmation. Now, what words of affirmation is, it's not just words, mm-hmm. okay? It's not just throwing something out there or saying sweet things. Right. Sweet nothings in the ear. What it is, mm-hmm. is it's meaningful dialogue that lets the person know that you care for them and shows affection that has substance connected to exactly. it. Okay? Exactly. Okay? And so oftentimes when men engage in this or when men receive this, it is a personal validation but it is not in its in and of itself validation. Like I said, I like to call it words of <laughs> affection because when we say affirmation, the first thing we think about is uh, validation. But affirmation here, you're being affirmed or in other words, affirmation is a declaration of caring. Yes. It's a declaration of caring in the way in which you're loved. Does that make sense to everybody? <laughs> I want to make Absolutely. sure you're still there. I'm so okay. sorry, my allergies. Goodness. Okay. So... If words of affirmation Mm -hmm. is your love language, you have the ability by default to articulate the intangible. What that means is mood and emotions can be spoken and articulated. You have the ability to speak and the way you talk, the way you love through your language is like a hug, an audible hug. You have the ability to speak. Like you're making love. It's like a kiss. Everything that you say or the way that you say what you say. Do you see, does that make sense? All those things mean something. It's it's uh, it's, it's it's pretty poetic. It's, yeah. I, if, I, if, <laughs> if your love language is words of affirmation, life and death is in the power of the tongue of whoever your um, ob- the object of your affection is. Object of your affection or desire. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, again, also words have power. I'm glad you said that because words have power to you. Um, I know that there are people who are out there who say, hey, listen, action speaks louder than words. But what you don't understand is the substance behind words that 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 people who with words of affirmation speak. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And those are powerful when they say it. There's something behind it. There's a wind, there's a force, there's a presence behind what they say that makes it real. They listen. Mm -hmm. They listen and speak with expectation. If your love language is words of affirmation, you listen and speak with expectation. I like to use Romans 10, 17 as a as a as a metaphor or as an as an example, if you will. (laughs) Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, in that principle, what you have is um, effective communication. I hear, I trust, and I demonstrate through faith. Yes. That's exactly what words of affirmation does. Go ahead. So, um, I hear. 
So when you talk about actions speak louder than words, mm-hmm. right? Because someone's love language, if your love language is words of affirmation, that <clears throat> those words, those gestures are going to open you up. What causes you to trust are the actions. Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, what happens is, is it, I think I think you're there. <laughs> it's right there. It's right <laughs> there. It's right there. I'm sorry. Because what happens with words of affirmation is that they automatic because they put so much stock mm-hmm. in the word, they automatically trust and they act on that and they act on that trust and expect you to act on that trust to them and that's where that faith comes from does that make sense yes if 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 i if i can back up and say yes faith is nothing but acting on trust yes and and acting in whom you trust and so if someone says i love you mm-hmm. You have an expectation, which is a trust and a faith, and you act on that expectation. Well, you gonna love me, and I love you back, and we it, it's it's solid. It said it, it's done, and that's all. Does that make sense? Yes. However, the reason why we're here today, the reason why we're talking about love languages and the way and the manner that we're talking about them today, is because when those words, those sweet nothings, uh huh, are whispered into our ear, are given to us, a lot of times we act on the words without waiting to vet to see if we can trust those words right absolutely so that's why we're here today and i'm gonna stop there because i don't want to jump ahead well uh shanice asked should this topic uh uh, love languages be a discussion with someone you just met or after a few dates not to run them off but this is important Mm -hmm. it's someone after a few dates first this discussion is a discussion you (laughs) must first have with yourself you must first learn where you are and where you stand then you take the opportunity via dates which is a a a an opportunity to observe and assess to see if they're worthy of your presence Mm -hmm. or in future future um, encounters and so what happens is is that you take the opportunity to observe now most times you'll be able to tell what their love language is and you'll be able to tell whether they're able to respond or react to yours appropriately now to be honest when it comes to dating we all put our best foot forward so we're hitting on all cylinders we're speaking all of them and we're speaking all of them pretty well Mm -hmm. because we do speak them right so you take the opportunity to sit back and you just you know, monitor, observe. Does, does that make sense, Shanice? Well, I'm asking. So, are you saying she should or she should not bring them up? Oh, shouldn't during you shouldn't bring no, them no, up. you shouldn't bring them up because you're in the process of observing. They should be brought up. And you, right now, when you're dating as a single, this is is your responsibility to know your love language, right? And then to make sure that others are respecting it and responding to it as you move forward. Okay, meaning that you you want to close down the vulnerabilities and mm-hmm. make sure that you're not receiving too much, which we'll talk about here. But you also want to make sure that you're not you don't want to throw this out there like, hey, listen, my love language is this. Can you speak this? That's not the case. What you want to do, because what happens is, is that what you're doing is you're and you're openly inviting them into your culture with them without them not knowing you or without them having the opportunity to see who you are let them discover this okay does that make sense (laughs) she said i'm a capricorn when am i not observing (laughs) exactly capricorns are straightforward and straight into the chase right but i think but i think it's important though because it's almost that same thing of how long should we wait before we bring it up Mm -hmm. and so i i definitely think it's important 
to, like you said, know your love language and observe their ability to respect boundaries and all that while dating. But it's almost like when someone says, how soon should I bring up that I'm looking to get married? Okay. In dating, right? Well, we're and, and we're going to cover a lot of this okay. too. So the idea is this, you need to know you. There, One of the things, and I'll, and I'll throw this out there. One of the things that I don't teach, one of the things that I don't like is time. Yes. Timetables. That's what I was saying. Because what happens is, is that a person watches... If you give a person a timetable, 60 days, 90 days, six months, this, that, or the other, they stop observing, they stop being responsible, and they stop being accountable, and they watch the clock and see if that other person hangs on. Yeah. Now, if the other person hangs on until that clock hits that bell, then you're then you're pressuring them to the position of, okay, this is where you should be at this point. Yes. But if you let this thing organically happen and you're observant and discerning, what happens is you sit back. And you watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're able to say, okay, you're not making it. You're not making the cut. So let, we're going to move on. Yeah. And you, and you begin to strain them. What this conversation is about specifically and more importantly as mm-hmm. a single is for you to know who you are yep. so that you can protect those areas and those boundaries. A love language is a a a special gift and it's the way that you see the world and it's the way that you offer affection but it's also a vulnerability because if you receive you. If affection in a way that 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 tickles your fancy but your your decision making mechanism your executive functions are shut down then what you do you'll find yourself attaching yourself to the wrong person because they just hit that spot does that and make sense yes that's what i was trying to get you to pull out got so, you i'm sorry I was, I was i could tell i was starting to annoy you a little okay. bit <laughs> no 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 you're fine you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. So let's get through this because if you speak words of affirmation, you also need to know that it uh, you take people at their word. It's very important because words are so common. You see words and you appreciate words in a very different way. And so what happens is you take people at their word. You automatically trust them if you have a level, if you've invested affection into them, family, friend, or or, or a romantic uh, partner. The thing with this is, is that once they lie pretty much to you, it's bye bye yeah. because they didn't just lie. They committed a tr- they they committed something personal to you, and it's a deep cut within you, and it's hard to bounce it's back a from. Breach of trust, man. Okay. So also, finally, when it comes to words of affirmation, if you speak this, um, you don't take words lightly, and we pretty much been saying that. But let's put it this way: for those of you who have met someone with words of affirmation as their love language, don't talk about things you don't know. Don't throw BS at them. <laughs> don't try to, to uh, don't try to chat them up because words are very, 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 very vital in their existence and in their life. And they'll pick up on it. It's not that, It's very personal for them, if that makes sense. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. And the most annoying thing for people with words of affirmation to pick up artists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it it comes off like it's disrespectful or like it's an insult to their intelligence. Absolutely. it's, it's, It's not only disrespectful, but because this is their special place. This is how they see and speak on affection. It's like being groped without permission. It's like it's a, being trumped. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of, but it is like that. If I can uh, condense the love language uh, of affirmation down to a phrase, it'd be articulated reasons. The ability to articulate 
affection and the reason why. Okay, if we can, if we can uh, give them a, <laughs> a, a theme it? song, it'd be Earth, Wind, and Fire. Reasons, <laughs> reasons that we're here. <laughs> Absolutely, reasons. All right. So the next step. This is what you need to know. If uh-huh. this is if words of affirmation is your uh, love language, how do we access you? How are you being accessed on a daily basis? Uh-huh. This is subliminal. This is unconscious because you speak it and you receive it. So how are they doing it? It's through well-articulated words backed by sentiment and sincerity. We think that is just words. We think that if we say the right thing, uh-huh. but it's really how we say it. And what we mean by saying it and a person with words of affirmation can pick up on um, when you're being disingenuous. Yes. It irks them. Uh, They pick up on insincerity. It irks them. And you just can't say things just because they're the right answer. It irks them. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And because it provides that access, Shanice, this is why we don't tell people right off. Absolutely. Because it instantly gives people an idea that this is all they need to do. Yeah, we can put on masks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can we can act for a good 30 days. Mm-hmm. We can act for a good quarter if you let us. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure that that person, you know, they, let them put their best foot forward, but don't give them ammunition to fool you. Okay. Uh, another accent. Oh, go ahead, babe. Well, Monica asked the question. She said, oh, yeah. should we look for someone who naturally respects your love language? Um, That is... I think that is up to you. The reason why I say that is because you don't want to put yourself in a, you, okay, optimally, you want someone who naturally respects and naturally receives and naturally speaks your love language. Correct. It, it, it feels good. It, it does feel However, good. However, we're all people and we're, we're dynamic and organic means that we're organic because we're actively growing and we're dynamic because we will grow. So if you fall in love with somebody and all the pieces aren't there, but they're willing to learn you and you're willing to teach yes. them, then that's an op, that's probably the ultimate that's above optimal because you have a person who doesn't have to be, you know, when you already there and you already mm-hmm. speak that language, you know how to feed each other, whatever, whatever, things can get pretty lazy. Things can get pretty comfortable and you know how to get back in that place. Also, you can overuse it and 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 that place is all you may have. Right. But when you have someone who is willing to learn and willing to grow and understands and they're willing to just be there with you, then you have someone who's willing to grow with you in a relationship. Takara speaks... Her first love language is uh, physical touch. Yes. Okay. My first love language is um, words of affirmation. Okay. So I, I, know, I know it pretty well. And so what happens is, is that I put myself in the position to be able to touch and physically touch and make sure that I am meeting her needs, um, you know, in being close and being present. And what she does, she makes sure that she meets my needs and loving me through words. Okay affectionate words in, in those type sense not necessarily validation right. but affection Very I want important. to make sure I want to I, I have to make that dichotomy there I gotta make sure that you understand that because if we get too caught up on validation then we depend on another person to tell us who we are and you do not want that that's a whole nother issue mm-hmm. okay so you want to be careful about that does that make sense yes perfect sense okay so 
Another way that, listen, words of affirmation, folks, another way that people can access you is by being the opposite. How many of you words of affirmation, folks, ended up in a relationship with (laughs) somebody who don't talk to you, somebody who don't communicate with you, but at the very beginning, they did. Exactly. And what happened at the very beginning is that you picked up on their inability to talk to you. You picked up on their inability to communicate with you. But because you were able to bring it out of them, you felt like you got something special from them because that's not who they usually are. Exactly. And and because you got that, that turned you on. It, it, it immediately turns us on as a person to say, OK, we're out in this dating game, mm-hmm. you know, just in general. We're out in this dating game and we want to know that we got somebody special exactly. and we want to know that we got Ooh. something special from them. Ooh. We want to know that we're their first, their best. Uh-huh. We want to make sure that we we have a connection that they've never had before. Yes. And so with words of affirmation, when we begin to do that, we automatically get locked down into them and that and, and we like wooing. Mm-hmm. We are wooed by words and we like wooing with words that gets us attached. Yes, ma'am. So Monica, going back to her question, then, yeah. because you just said you end a lot of times we can end up with people who we had to pull it out of them. Yes. That's the difference between somebody who doesn't necessarily naturally speak, but is willing to learn you. Yes. In order to please you and someone who tolerated you in the very beginning to get what they wanted from you. Absolutely. You never want to have to beg someone to love you in the language that you need to be loved. In, in, in any language. In any language that it is. Words of affirmation, touch, whatever it is. It is. It becomes the most humiliating place in a relationship if you have to beg for someone that you love to love you the way that you need to be loved. So right. it's very important while you're dating to recognize the difference between someone who was willing to learn your language and learning willing to learn to love you in your language and someone who you are trying to force to fit into a puzzle square peg round hole just so you can have them there that's a perfect response because here's the thing now we get to curve right back to Shanice's question about introducing that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when you're dating, you're just trying to see if they fit. If you begin to give them information and yep. try to make them fit, yep. you're no longer dating. You've chose them. You're just trying to make it work. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, oh ooh. perfect sense. <laughs> okay, so access. Now, I want you to understand that access to you is not a bad thing. You just need to understand that these are your access portals. Yes. So that you can guard them. It's not a bad thing that I can speak her language. It's not a bad thing that I want to hold her close. It's not a bad thing that I want to touch her and make sure that she's okay. Um, and and when she noticed, I, and we ha- we've had this conversation while we were dating, but it's because I was, a, I was just receptive to it and I was open. I, and because of who I am, I look to see what I'm looking, uh-huh. what I'm dealing with. Uh-huh. And so the thing is, is I was able to say, okay, this is what's necessary. This is what's needed. This is what's, this is who I must grow into. And really it didn't take a lot of growth because it's my no. second language. As yeah, well. absolutely. So. Oh, we had a quick question. Yes. Um, Lakeisha Grimes says, Hi, how, Lakeisha. Do you, how do you handle it when due to life changes, the love language dwindles, but you know, this person loves you. That's a good question. That's a good question. So so basically the stress of life, right? The stress of life come up on us. You know, that person can speak your language, right? 
and that person has demonstrated speaking your language, right? But now stress has come. What you do, what you're doing now is, well, first of all, first of all, this is very important. Are you married? Because there's a there's a slightly different answer for the single and there's a slightly different answer for the married. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Now, in either case, you sit back and you say, this is a stress issue. So you have to have a patience with that stress issue. Right. You see what I'm saying? You got to begin to understand. If you understand this to be a stress issue and not their issue, then you you should be able to work through it. It's going to take patience. It's going to take time. Um, to have and to hold for sickness and health. And this is a sickening part of the relationship. Yeah. Um, if you're dating, you're also going to monitor how they handle this stress and how they deal with this issue. Correct. And if they understand and know that this is an issue for you. Because if they can't respond, and I'm not saying that they got to change. What I'm saying is, babe, listen, there's a lot going on right now, right? Right. And I, I know I have not been who I needed to be for you, at least in those areas. Just give me a moment. Mm-hmm. If they can acknowledge it, address it, even if they can't do it at the at that particular point in time. Now, life changes could be losing a job. Life changes could be ED. Life changes could be it depends on what the life change is. And all of that is OK. But they need to address that. They understand that that life change exists so that they can follow up with you later. And then you become patient with that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, in marriage, especially and, and I won't discount the long term relationships, but especially in marriage. Um, there's a lot on you. There's a lot of pressure okay. that comes. There's a lot of things that happen and every relationship is going to have to get to a place where you have to recalibrate, where you have to sit down and say, okay, what did I tell you today? Baby, I haven't kissed you in a while. Like you haven't yes. kissed me in a long time. Yes. Like I miss you. Like, and it's not like walking around the house mad, like, okay, see, oh, he quit speaking my love language. You know, what's going on? No, it's, it's taking a moment that instead of reacting to what I feel like I'm missing, I'm, I went to him and I said, babe, I miss you. Like, babe, we need to, we need to set aside some time for some praise and worship. <laughs> babe, you know and what I mean? That's our conversation. That I is mean, our conversation. I like, miss you. I miss you. I need you. I need to touch you. Like, I need to feel you. Like, what's going on? Where are you at? And so, you know, he'll come to me like, babe, I feel distant. Like, babe, I feel, okay, I'm missing you. We sit in the house all day, 24-7, together, all day. So, But in opposite sides of but, the house. But in opposite sides of the house. But still, if we allow life to get involved the way life happens, the way life does, we can miss each other. And so it's important that if you're Sorry, if you're feeling that tearing stuff up, and you feel like you know that your person, that person loves you, but they just need y'all just need to recalibrate, set aside time to do that. Don't let it fester. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. Recognize what it is and then say, hey, I miss you. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we do. Yeah. Now, Lakeisha says she's just dating a little over a year. So we understand that you're invested. Now, understand that there's no judgment here. And so we don't judge you for wanting more from a person that you're a little bit more invested in. Um, Understand this. Take this opportunity. Have those conversations. Let them know what's going on. But make sure that that person is willing to respond to what they respond to your needs. And then you have to Mm -hmm. be patient with that. Now, 
um, depending on your relationship goals, depending on where you want to go with that relationship, this is a perfect time to assess them and see and observe how they deal with certain things. Because I'll tell you this, if they deal with stress or or certain issues in a very bad way now, Mm -hmm. that's what you will be stuck with later the more you invest into the relationship, whether you get married or not. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because oftentimes... Whether you march down the aisle or not, there's an emotional marriage going on, and yep. you got to be careful with that. Does that absolutely. make sense? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How how you can? Okay, I'm sorry. Let me. I was trying to read uh, read. Um, right. You read. Let me go ahead and get on. Get I forward. am reading. Okay, so accessing no problem. How can if your love language is words of affirmation? How can words of affirmation hurt you? And this is a very big truth. That is very, um, it's, 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 it's a part of mm-hmm. words of affirmation and, and it, it, it separates word of affirmation from everything else mm-hmm. in a sense that I'm just going to be honest. It is easy to manufacture words. It, oh, listen, it is easy to manufacture emotion. Mm-hmm. Now we know we're people who with words of affirmation, we're not just looking for words, but we're looking for words with substance. Three ways. Number one, a person who wants you can manufacture stuff substance for a limited amount of time. Anyone can do something for a limited amount of time. And if you're not if you're not aware mm-hmm. that that can happen, you'll be swept off your feet and find yourself in a bad relationship later on because someone has tapped into your affection center. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Number two is, is that when you deal with people who are great orators and people who are emotional, preachers, pastors, motivational speakers, all those people who speak on a consistent basis, you could be swept off your feet because of the substance and the connection behind what they say, and they don't mean it that way. So what happens is you get connected and they don't. That's why That's why people in a position of power always have people after them. Yes. Because that's one of the reasons. That's right one there. of the reasons because a lot of times these people are in that that position of power. If they're great orators, if they can command a presence, if they can command an audience, then they somehow know how to make you feel like they speaking right to you. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? And so then because they're so great with words and as a person who has words of affirmation as a love language, then words begin to, like you said earlier, it's a form of intimacy. Absolutely. It's a form of, of getting into you and getting into your brain. And so if that happens, a lot of times people become infatuated with people in those positions because those words have captivated their minds. This is how you start getting crushes on your pastors. I'm just being real with you. Say it again so the back can hear you. (laughs) This is how you start getting crushes on your pastors. Yeah. Okay. Because you take a false invitation to that connection. And it and and it's and it you're not bad. This is just an affection center for you. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, LaFanya said, I love reading the love, the love languages. Mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. And uh, I think mine's are just switched around. That's exactly. why I caught that. So I, I like that. Lakeisha said he harbors things and I have to pull things out, but he eventually opens up. And that's great. As long as you guys can work that out. And as long as you guys have a way of assessing that and addressing that, then you'll just be just fine. Just be patient with them. And hopefully now here's a, here's the other thing. Hopefully he comes back around where you don't have to fight with them because the more yeah. you, 
anybody who you have to sell, push, pull, or drag into a position that you need them to be in for you, you're going to have to do that for the rest of your life. And you got to begin to ask yourself, do you have the energy or the capacity to do that for the term of your relationship? Yes. Um, Shanice said something earlier where she was like, a lot of people don't put a lot of stock in it. They don't think love languages are important. And I think what's important here to, to be able to point out is that as long as you can have an honest conversation and say, I need this and they respect the fact that you need that. Right. Um, you know, you know, in a lot of different communities, you know, taking a love language test, it's corny. It's still very new to a lot of different people if you haven't invested in yourself that way and invested in your emotional health. Right. So if you're dealing with somebody who thinks it's weird or doesn't get it or think it's it's unnecessary, that's where it becomes a problem. It's important that if you're dating somebody that early on that you can assess that they recognize your need for that love language. They recognize even that they have a need for you to speak their love language and that y'all can respect that because if they recognize it as a need, it's like food to you. It's like air to you. Then they will begin to try harder the longer you're together to give you that nourishment that you emotionally need. But make sure you're in a place where you can reveal that. Don't just throw that out up front Yes, because what you're doing is you're trying to feed something in you that you want because okay here's here's i'll say let me number three thing that uh part yes of how it's easy to manufacture and, and i'm gonna I'm a wrap that back in yeah what happens is is that a person that you are attracted to if you speak um the love languages of words of affirmation a person who you are attracted to you will attribute substance to their words because you want them to have substance yeah you see what i'm saying yeah so you have to be careful that that's another way you can get hurt is that why i like ti like he ain't got no substance with that i mean i'm just playing I'm but sorry. Uh, hey whatever you like you know as long as he's speaking it you know but 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 really you what happens is, is that you take your attraction and you project your attraction onto someone else's words and that could get you caught up uh-huh. and pulled in and then later on down the line if they don't really have substance you'll find out after the fall clears mm-hmm. so you don't want to you want to assess them to see if they're able sit back and that's why you date this is why your date you date you don't have to put the menu out in front of them and say can you afford this just see what they like to eat and then watch how they eat and then you can go from there does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Another problem, another way you can get hurt if you speak words of affirmation, um, we were talking about this earlier today, mm-hmm. is that you're, you are most likely to get caught in emotional affairs. Yes. Especially at work. Because what happens is you begin to spend a lot of time talking to the people around you. And if there's someone who, and listen, listen, married or not, there are attractive people around us. Don't lie to yourself, all right? Mm-hmm. And if you're single and there's attractive people around you, whether they're married or not, or whatever the case may be, and you begin to inadvertently remember, unconsciously you speak this, and you open the doors to speak to them. The problem with words of affirmation is that words are are easily manufactured and words are common. Mm -hmm. Words come easy. And if words come easy, for Mm -hmm. you who speak words of affirmation, affectionate words come easy. Affection behind what you say comes easy. And sometimes if you open that floodgate and you start opening your mouth to someone, you begin to 
let that affection drip yep. and you won't even know it because it's subconscious. So you got to be careful of that because you can get pulled in to emotional verbal affairs and that will give you a problem later on down the line. Yes. And so listen, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a serious relationship or especially if you're married, this is why it is so dangerous to uh, have that work wife, work husband relationship. It is very dangerous to believe that you can confide in people at work of the opposite sex because over time, what will begin to happen, they will begin to say the things that you think your spouse should be saying, that you think your significant other should Man, be saying. Look. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you start getting dreamy eyed at somebody at work or, you know, wherever you are, somebody who should not be occupying that position. But because they said the right words, over a period of time, it opens you up and puts you in a position that you were not ready to be in. Absolutely. That's good. That's mm -hmm. good. It does. It does. And I'm going to give them one more. We're going to we're going to go here. Um, ways that you can be hurt. And this is very important uh, because a lot of you have not really who speak words of affirmation have not really confronted this yeah. or addressed this, but it's there. And I'm, I'm not saying could be. This has happened to you. You've been hurt and broken by words. Yes. And those people who use those words did not even know it. And you carry around that hurt. You carry around that brokenness. You carry around that heaviness. You carry around that resentment. You carry around that sometime anger. Yep. You carry that around and you don't even know what's wrong with you because you don't know how this slipped into you. And it's because they utilize that, that conduit of affection to hurt you and you're still holding on to it. That's something that you got to deal with. And that's something that's going to stay there. You got to be careful about that. Absolutely. And that's, even if words of affirmation is not your love language and words have hurt you, it is very important that you recognize that somebody has been able to hurt you with their words because what will happen is the opposite will begin to happen is that you'll then begin to go and seek those words of affirmation yes. elsewhere. You'll begin to feel like that's what you're missing so much because you try to find words from other people, words from other sources that are going to build you up in the way that they tore you down. And so that's what's very important if you've been in that situation. That's why we always talk about healing and dealing with and facing those issues because Again, we're talking about protecting yourself, but you cannot protect yourself. You cannot guard your heart if you do not face these things that have happened to you in your past, especially. Absolutely. Words are so, and that's, that's the other thing. I mean, words mean a lot, but words are so doggone easy and people just throw them around haphazardly. We, we, as a collective, we don't take captive what we're about to say. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is here's what here's what happens to many of us with words of affirmation. Many of you is that someone hurts you and you give them a pass and they learn that it's OK to hurt that you, it's OK. But yep. they don't realize that this is a depth. There's a depth to you where that especially stings. That's especially wounding because it's not just, you know, your hurts words being hurting you. It's words hurting you in your affection centers. Mm -hmm. It's words where you're where you are built and wired to be loved at. That's somebody beating you with it, mm. and it hurts. And so for you, it becomes especially toxic 
for you to receive that and then you let that go out because that's so and so or because I love them or because that's just how they are because words is so common words are so easy how else do you deal with it and that's the biggest problem is that because it's so common that we just let things go Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. so let's talk about this let's talk about the perversion the perversion of this love language. Now, in each one of these, I've I've shown you a perversion. What that means is, is that we take something beautiful, we take a love language that we speak that it's okay to speak, and we twist it and turn it inside out and make it wicked and we make it hurt, and and we show another side or a darker side to that. The perversion of love language. Um, if not understood or if misunderstood or if mishandled, it comes off as being egocentric, insecure, and the and having yes. a desperate need for verbal validation. Yes. Again, words of affirmation is not pats on the back. Words of affirmation is not about just saying how good you are or ego tripping. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Words of affirmation is about loving a person through words affirmation does not mean validation in this instance affirmation means a positive declaration of affection mm-hmm. that's what that means but when people shame you or when you you've been without and so you began like you were saying seeking mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. for love through that conduit of words Mm-hmm. Then you find yourself in the area of egocentrism or in the area of personal validation and desperation. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. And just so listen, just so we're clear. And so we will definitely say this as many times as you need to hear it. Just because you need words of affirmation does not mean you are insecure. Right. A person who makes who tells you that you are insecure because you need words of affirmation are missing the point that they've left you unsecured because they're not loving you. And that's the problem. There is the disconnect there. You are not insecure. But if your partner is neglecting you in this way, they are leaving you unsecured and therefore open to uh, danger coming in and even you leaving that relationship. Yes. Yes. Go ahead with it. No, that's it. Oh, well, that's good. So <laughs> here's the thing where it's perverted and it's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a position to um, mishandle and mismanage that that place mm-hmm. of love. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just let anybody in. So let's go forward. How do we protect your heart? How can you protect your heart if words of affirmation is your love language? This is probably the most important part because as you navigate the dating scene, you want to make sure that you're doing these things and covering those areas because everybody, listen, 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 just, just listen. Love languages is this. All, and that's dealing with all love languages. You got to understand love language is your conduit for affection and your conduit for love. If you can't just roll out and make love to anybody, you can't roll out and let anybody access this. Mm -hmm. So you have to protect these areas in your life and in you. Does that make sense? So the first thing is, is number one, know that words of affirmation is your love language. It is important to know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very important to know that because knowing that uh, you have a sensitivity to words, you'll be able to. Uh, void words that come to you. You are right. Yeah, it's yeah. my no. It's my allergies. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. That's all right. It's a podcast, so you guys are the studio audience. But yes. we love talking to you. So the thing is, is that um, 
you can monitor the words that you receive and the words that come out. You can monitor the directions, the traffic of words around you if you know that this is your area. Does exactly. that make sense? Yes. And absolutely. then those people, once you get to that place in your relationship where it's necessary to begin to start talking about this thing, you'll be able to teach people who don't know how to speak it how to speak it too. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And you'll be able to have a little bit of patience with those who don't speak it. Right. Okay. So that's one thing. The next thing is that you got to pay, pay close attention to the way that people speak. Pay close attention to the pay the way that people speak. They're either either fluent or they're forcing it. Mm-hmm. They're either fluent or they're forcing it. Now, what That's does that good. mean? If they're fluent, it's okay. That might be their love language. But on the other hand, that might be the way they they use to pick up guys or gals. <laughs> they didn't that watch too they, many too many uh, love Jones. Like too right. many. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there are books out there how to be a mac or whatever the case may be i think tari nashi wrote a book about how to pick up chick whatever the case may be the idea is that you want to watch that mm-hmm. okay now if they're forcing it you want to watch that too because just like we had that conversation with lakeisha it's okay that they're trying but you gotta say in your mind is this something that you want to live with or want to be in a relationship with long term right because if this is something that they have to force or that you gotta force out of them understand that this is gonna take a lot more patience and energy on your part yeah there's just something attractive and sexy about being with somebody who loves and enjoys pleasing you in your language you know what I mean if it feels forced over time they are going to see it as a chore yeah and that's what you have to recognize is that if it feels like they are forcing it not practicing we understand that listen in order to learn you they've got to make it a habit they've got to practice and put in a habit but if it feels like a all right, let me go ahead and, you know yeah, what I mean? If it yeah. feels like that, then you don't want that in a relationship. You don't want that. I need you to love what I need. I need you to love doing that. Baby, I need you to love doing laundry. I need you to love cooking. Okay? Which he does. Amen? Look. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. I was reading. So pay attention, okay? While you're navigating that dating scene, pay attention. Number three, never feel guilty over who you are. That's where perversions come in. That's when we, that's when you begin to speak less or not enjoy your language so much. Um, that's very important. Never feel guilty over having that language or needing to be spoken to or speaking in those ways. That's just who you are, and that's okay. Does that make sense? Go ahead. <sighs> And, and you know what? I'm sorry. People who try to make you feel guilty for whatever your love language is, it's a cop out for you to not hold them accountable for being who they said they were going to be. If I'm in a relationship with you and you've portrayed a certain thing for a period of time, I didn't just get here by myself. Right. I got here because you portrayed something that you said you could be for me. Right. In the end, if I'm coming to you and saying that I miss it, I miss you, you don't do this for me anymore. Anymore, and they flip it on you to make it your fault, to make you feel guilty, to tell you that, you know, there's something wrong with you, then that's a cop out. And that means they do not respect you enough to try to be that everything that they said they were going to be to you. I'm sorry, it's a cop out because they don't want to be accountable for loving you. And you need to see that as a red flag and run. You need to understand that. Okay. Number four, 
guard your ears words of affirmation you can't you especially can't mm-hmm. accept words from just anybody yes it's okay to take a compliment yes. it's okay it's it's human to take a compliment as a human to want to be complimented mm-hmm. but what you can't do is attach yourself to that compliment Okay, because you're susceptible to reaching in a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. So just like we told uh, physical touch to create that box and boundary around their body, around their physical area, you want to create a mental boundary around words. Don't let words in so easily. Okay, Mm -hmm. you want to begin to guard your uh, guard your ears. You want to begin to be be careful about what you hear and be discerning. Yes. Okay. Yes. You got to be discerning. Uh, what I say, a discernment before digestion. Know what you're eating before you begin to bite into it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Number five, guard your mouth. Words of affirmation. You got to guard your mouth. Yep. You got to guard what comes out. It's very, for, it's so easy. Again, words come easy. And for you, affection and words come easy. It's it's right off the top of the mouth yeah you know what i'm saying right off the top of the thought so you have to guard your mouth because you don't want to allow okay it's hard because i speak words every day Mm -hmm. i speak words to every day Mm -hmm. but when you you know affection slips out oops my bad you see what i'm saying you got to be careful with that yes and because a lot of times we also number one we we speak words of affirmation on others because we know how good it feels to us to receive it Mm -hmm. so we speak that haphazardly without even realizing because we we understand what that does for us so we want to give that to somebody else we want to bestow that love on other people like you said, we've got to guard it and it becomes dangerous. The other thing is sometimes we believe that we have to show people how to love us. And so by doing so, we right. begin to start speaking those words of affirmation onto them without realizing that what we're doing is locking us into something that we shouldn't be going towards just yet. Absolutely. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to be real talk here. Af- af- words of affirmation for you, words of affirmation, because conversation is so vital, because words are so vital. Open conversation leads to open legs. Oh, that's I mean, and what I'm saying is open conversation doesn't mean that it has to be sexual conversation. It doesn't have it doesn't mean innuendo. That's right. It means allowing you to open up in conversation unhindered until the affection is a regular part of your conversation with that person before you've pulled back and you're creating connections you become comfortable affectionately comfortable uh-huh. affectionately and romantically comfortable where it's only a matter of time before it be it results or manifests into uh, a sexual interaction this is why the guy at the club who's groping all over the girl never takes the girl home. The guy who takes the girl home at the club is the one that's sitting at the bar feeding her drinks and talking to her all night. Sitting there telling her all how beautiful she is. Right. Sitting there talking to her and trying to holler at her all night and just making her feel important, making her feel special. That's why, because at that point he has effectively opened her up, number one, through inebriation, but also through making her feel important special even if that's not her love language at the end of the day if you're out and you dressed and you cute all you want to hear is someone who can affectionately open you up with their words absolutely no 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 go ahead no no no. you was getting ready you was getting uh, no 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 i was gonna say just and be careful who you speak affection back to uh-huh 
be careful who you speak affection into. Mm-hmm. Everybody does not deserve. Listen, this is your love language. Everybody does not deserve this. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So what that means, I'm going to tell you what it means. For you, words of affirmation, stop flirting. Yeah, you can't flirt. Don't verbally flirt because mixed into your into your words is your language. And when you throw those out there, you're 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 a little bit fishing. And you want to be careful because you might catch something you don't want. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That needs to be um, thrown back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where it can become perverted because if you're missing it and you don't realize that that's your love language, you don't realize that you may even feel like you're deprived from it. You start to go and and you overly drop that handkerchief. Like you throw it at them and then turn around and bend over and like, what did I drop? You know what I mean? Right. That sort of thing. You have to be very careful about fishing for compliments back because you're throwing yourself out there. Cause I, and I think one thing that we missed here is be careful on social media. Um, here's, oh. here's, here's the thing about social media. Social media is a medium of words. Okay. And when you're hungry, especially when you're single and you're hungry for love, this can be an immediate gratification or instant gratification, uh, place to get that, that instant fill up. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. But it's a lot of junk food. And what happens is, is that you put yourself out there and you're not a it's not a bad, bad thing. You're not a bad person, but what you're doing is you're putting yourself out there for instant gratification because your love, that, that affection needs to be fulfilled. And it's too easy in social media. It's, it's way too yeah. easy. And you yeah. want to be careful and guard yourself in those areas. Okay. It, yeah. It's, I mean, and we've seen it before, especially yeah. when someone, you ever see somebody going through a breakup and they're posting all the selfies, they posting all the boob pics, they posting everything. You know what I mean? When they get out there and it's because you can tell that they are fishing for something. They are seeking after something. And at that point, that's where it does become validation. That's where it becomes now all of a sudden you're seeking some sort of self-fulfillment for yourself through social media. And it becomes, like you said, very easy for the wrong person to sniff out that that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. Because now, now they can slip into your DM. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Oh my God, you're this. Oh my God, you're that. And it becomes very cheap talk. And all you were doing was looking to be loved. All you were doing was looking to feel like you matter. Or hear it. Yes. Yes. Feel like you matter through those words. And so you have to be very careful even on social media about how you're putting yourself out there. But it starts with knowing what your love language is and then taking the steps to guard your heart from, I'm sorry, the predators that are out there who will take advantage of you and who will exploit your love language. And all of a sudden you waking up, like what did I just go through? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's hit number six. And then we're going to go ahead and bring this on home. Number six. Cause I see some questions in here. Number six words of affirmation. You need to learn the discipline of quiet. Now, what I mean by that, that doesn't mean you got to learn how to shut up. I'm not saying that at all. Trust me. <laughs> right. We in the church should be like, shut up. <laughs> no, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. But you have to learn to discipline yourself to hold on to your words so that you see that they are special and watch who you're with. Exactly. When your silence is golden, mm-hmm. be rich and be wealthy. So what we want you to do is to pull back and be careful about sharing and just watch. Yes. And it takes discipline. 
It does all of these take discipline. It does. It takes discipline to watch those areas. It takes discipline to watch to make sure that you're not giving too much or receiving too much or that you're keeping your personal space, your personal space. And in this case, hearing and reading is your personal space. So you got to make sure that you have some distance in that. Does that make sense? Yes. If somebody okay. comes at you with a compliment, right? Thank you so much and keep it moving. Thank you. If, you know that. what I mean? If somebody has nice things to say, thank you so much. Like you said, I appreciate it and keep quiet and vet their actions behind those words that come. Absolutely. And that's where the quiet is. The quiet is not just to sit back and get let yourself be fed compliments. The quiet is about now observing their behavior behind those words of affirmation that they're throwing at you. Absolutely. And that leads us to number seven. That means stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. Stay vigilant. Know what you want. Know what you're looking for, know who you are, and then sit back and be vigilant and watching to make sure that they fit what it is that you want. Too often, and this is the problem when it comes to dating and navigating the dating area, too often we're waiting to feel right Mm. rather than seeing if it is right. And that's why you have to watch your love language. Does Uh that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... We done? I think we we're did. Done. Did we finish we're it? Done. We're done. I'm seeing all these words up in here. Okay, so listen, are there any questions at all? Um, because we touched on this and I, I want to make sure that people understand that the love language, the five love languages, I think were a genius move. And the reason why is because there's a depth to us, but we don't have to get that deep into personalities and all that kind of right. stuff just to see what it is that makes our that floats our boat. We don't have to do that. So I think it was genius. And it's very important that you understand and know your own so that you can um, guard those areas. Does yep. that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I had to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Monica's is slapping for me. Quinsonia, hey, I see you. I see you. I thought you said you, okay. did you see a question. Oh, Robin. No, I thought I, that's why I've deleted guys. And my Chandra, I know that's right, Chandra. Uh, you, sir, give, oh, uh, you, sir, should give a seminar to men's only. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll be working on that soon. I'm looking. I thought I saw a question. Okay. Where do you get words? There it is, Sonia. Where do you get words of affirmation from mm. when you do not hear it often so you don't get carried away? When you do hear it, hear oh, it. listen. That that that's very that's a very that's good question. a good question. My very first my very first response is: Are you married or are you dating? Because here's the thing: If you are single, if you are dating, you are technically single. I know that dating we invest a lot of co- yes. commitment. Uh huh. But if you've invested so much commitment that you're emotionally married, then that could be an issue. The thing is this. When you're dealing with somebody who can't give you what you want, you start assessing that as, okay, this is something that I, I'm going to have to deal with. How long or how much do I want to deal single. with She's um, single. Yeah, she's single. Okay. So what you want to do is, because what's ha- what you're basically saying is, I'm not getting it here, and it sounds like it's good from over there. Well, and then she's saying, how do you, how do you feed yourself that so you don't get carried away mm-hmm. when it does come at you? Okay, here's the thing. First, I want to reorganize our I want to reorganize our paradigm. Yes. Because you want you want to make sure that you don't fall off when it comes at you, but you want to make sure you don't fall off of you, not the person who you're committed to. Because as a single person, you don't want to keep yourself satisfied and satiated or keep yourself in a place of contentment with someone who is not moving forward with you. 
So this has to be more about you than about making sure I'm not doing something wrong to them. That's number one. Number two is going to take discipline. It just takes discipline. You have to be careful. If you know that this is your love language and you know that this is how you're fed love and affection, then you're going to want to make sure. And then you're expecting love and affection over here, right? So that that's why there's a the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. If you shift your paradigm to protect yourself, you'll make sure you're protected from all areas. Okay? Right. You're, you're protected in this area with the person who you're with, and you're seeing that they're unable to give you what you need. And then you're protected in this area from the person you're not with, and you see that they may give you something, but you don't want what they got. Okay, so it has to be about protecting you, not protecting someone outside of you from from temptation, if you will. Right. And I and I and then piggybacking off of what Robin said, um, as as um, new agey as it sounds. But yes, affirm yourself as well. Be, get get into a place where again I'm a firm believer in in speaking the word that God has over my life. I am a firm believer in making sure that I know who I am. If I'm looking in the mirror and I don't like what I see, then I have to go back and search me. It says what is it, and then begin to work on myself for me and speak those things over myself. Because if you are in love with you, if you're in love with the way that you look, if you're in love with the way that you walk and your strut, if you're in love with your curves, your hair, all of that, then there. There's nothing that anyone can come to you with that is going to be false because you already know that for yourself. So you start, it all starts with you protecting you, but it also starts with loving you. Absolutely. Somebody can love you if you don't love yourself. Don't believe that lie. But the problem becomes is when you do not appreciate and value and love yourself enough to where you're not aware of the amazingness and awesomeness that you are. And so you get carried away by someone who is trying to that you're trying to convince that you're of, of who you are. You know what I mean? And so start That's with good. you. That's good. Start with you. Affirm you. Love on you, honey. Take yourself on dates. Do all of that. And put yourself in a position to where if somebody steps to you with those words of affirmation, you could say thank you. But in your mind, you'd be like, I know. <laughs> thank you. But I know. You right. know what I mean? It keeps you from. And, and let's 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 go back here because I want to make sure because it, it becomes a self-esteem issue. We have to be careful and understand that words of affirmation is just a declaration of a um, de- declaration of affection. It's a positive declaration of affection. It's saying, I love you. It's saying, I care for you. And all the different ways that you're, you know, and, and in, inside that is appreciation. A little bit of part of that is validation. But here's the thing. If we, in any of these, if we don't feel significant mm-hmm. as a significant other, then there is an issue. And number mm. one, we have to get to a point where we, again, we have to validate ourselves. We yeah. have to be significant to ourselves. The The moment we seek outside ourselves for that significance is the moment that they have us under their thumb. One of the things that I think we had this conversation when we very when we first met and we first decided to go into this thing. One of the things that I had settled in my spirits, one of the things I had settled in myself that I did not need someone to validate me. I was going to be a man with them, a man without them. They was either going to get hop on the train or get hit by the train. One of the two. (laughs) But the bottom line, but I had to do that because as words of affirmation, I too fell as younger. I too fell in a trap of thinking that I needed needed and this is before these were ever ever out right but 
I fell into the trap of thinking I needed someone to affirm me in the sense of validating me and making me feel significant so that I can be significant. Instead, I decided to be significant regardless. And that's what allowed me to move forward with being significant for her. And then being significant for her, I became significant to her. So mm. the idea is, mm. is that if they don't understand your significance, if they don't understand that you that you're valid, that you have value and they don't understand how to appreciate that value, then there needs to be some rethinking about that relationship. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but you need to begin to re- I mean, I'm sure there are other things that are brought to the table, but these are necessity. And you need to begin to work these out along with your relationship goal. What is your goal for that relationship? And how long can you stay in this particular place in the relationship? Because if it becomes perpetual or endless, then you're you're going to be stuck trying to make them do something that they really basically said, I'm not doing. Absolutely. And you haven't believed them yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, yep. I pinned the next question for you. Oh, the next question. How do you, hey, Jocelyn, how do you not come across as super needy when you are pretty equal in all of the love languages? How do you come off? How do you not come off as super needy? Don't be needy. (laughs) I mean, I I understand that. Um, First of all, just because you need a love language, you need someone to speak to you. And basically, it sounds like you're saying that I need all of them. I need you to speak all of those to me. I need you to just come at me with the words, with the touch. <laughs> with the and we all bam. and we all and we all speak all of them. It's OK. Um, but first of all, don't ever look at yourself as needy because there's something that you want to be shown it, because of a way that you want to be shown love. Never look at yourself because when somebody can shame you or guilt you or label you, and to feeling like you should not want what you want, then you will back off and you will become a casualty of their inability to give you what you need. Mm. So you have to stop. Don't think about coming off needy. Be real with yourself. Be honest and say, hey, listen, I like this. Hey, listen, I like that. Hey, listen, I like this. But make sure, but see where they are first. If you're single, see where they are first, depending on how long you've been in that relationship. Right. And and here, just to number one, yeah. And as Jocelyn single. Does that uh, make sense? It does make sense. Um, and I would make sure, Jocelyn, um, that there isn't anything that keeps you feeling like you need it because you're trying to hold on to something. You're trying to hold on to them or trying not to lose something. If you feel like and you believe that you have all five love languages and you need them all equally, um, I would just... Pay attention. Like if somebody calls you needy and it's been said repeatedly by multiple people that you're a needy person, I think it's not so much that you're needy as much as as perhaps um, the relationship itself was not what you needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And then and and as as gentle as I can be about it, make sure that there isn't something in your past that you're trying to compensate for or overcompensate for either. And that's for anybody. If you've repeatedly been told that you're a needy person by multiple people, do a gut check and also just make sure that there's not something that you're holding on to in your past that's keeping you feeling insecure 
and that's and that's where we have to draw that 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 line. Right, right. And so you're saying basically it might not be the it might not be the idea of the love languages. It might be that you're grasping for so much because there's something in you that yes. you're trying to feel. Exactly. There there's a exactly. wound there or there's a hole there that you're trying to feel and you're trying to figure out what fits there. So yeah, you got to be careful with Here's the thing. We got to be careful because it's not always their fault. And so we get it. So we got it. There also has to be a self-check as well. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Somebody said, can you define what needy is? No. <laughs> no. I don't call people needy. Right. You know, if if, if something is what you need, it's what you need. Um, if, if you, and, and, and I'm being funny. I'm being facetious. The idea of needy to some people comes off as a desperation. Right. Like you're yes. thirsty. Like like you need something so bad that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get it. The big, the, the big picture here with me is whenever someone says that you're needy, think critically and understand what they're saying that they are not. Oh. See what they're doing is they're trying to place the burden of what they're not onto you. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now there are areas again where we come off desperate, but that's in order to fulfill something that's missing in our lives. I don't like calling that needy or whatever. I mean, I believe I have a I have an ongoing belief that we're because of how we're made and how God made us yes. as social beings that we're all thirsty for society. We're all thirsty to connect. We're all thirsty for significance, and there's nothing wrong with exactly. it. Exactly. In this house. And in between us, there is no judgment for wanting to be loved. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. But when somebody hurts you, when somebody defiles you, when somebody shames you for wanting to be loved and they can't meet it, then that's on them. They the ones that needy. They need a change. <laughs> they need to change your number. They need to change your address. They need to change where they are in location or geographic location to you because obviously they can't do for you what you need. That makes sense. Absolutely. And Robin did. I mean, Rob, Robin, Jocelyn said the past is definitely a factor. So. So let me see. Ranika said we're going to pay attention to Ranika today. Let's yeah, see. We're going to give our sister some attention. <laughs> so how do you handle someone who says they don't like needy? That's what they saw in you. So you try in every aspect to not portray that. But sometimes you just might need. But that but Ranika, that's what we're saying is that they're saying they don't like like needy. The the critical thought of that, this look at what they're really saying. They can't supply your need or they don't want to, or they find it too much energy to supply your need. In that case, you're not supposed to shrink back. It's not for you to shrink back to keep them. And we have to be careful that we're not trying to keep people that don't keep people around that don't need to be around. Thank you. And, and I know it hurts because we get comfortable with them. We get right. so tied to them. That's what we deal with. Exactly. Breaking that tie. Exactly. But you have to get to a place where you realize what you're really saying is that you can't fulfill what I need. It's OK to be want to be loved. Yes, and it's not even remember what we said earlier. It's not even about can't when I tell you repeatedly that this is what I need and you disregard my needs. It's not even a can't. It's now you're refusing. It goes from being what you cannot do to what here's what I will not do for you. And that's what we have to really, really, really be able to be honest with ourselves about 
they're not telling you what they can't do. If you have a mouth, if you have arms, if you've got legs, whatever your love language is, they are perfectly capable of speaking it. They were speaking it well enough when y'all first got together. But when somebody then begins to repeatedly shame you or make you feel bad for your love language, that is a clear and definitive statement of here's what I will not do. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? That That's the point at which you have to make that clear. And that's the, I'm not just, just anybody. Right. And that's, it's crazy because they love your ride or dinus. They right. love you to be there with them. They love what you express to them. Mm-hmm. They love how you speak their language, even if they don't know that they have a language. But then when it comes to you, they have to place a title on you. They have to place a label on you and say, I don't want to do this. And that's basically what they're saying. So as long as you're, you're dating and it's okay to say, you know what? This isn't for me. This is not for me. It, it, and it, it's okay to say that. But again, and I think Angela um, agreed. It, it or, um, was it Angela? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hard. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It, it really does hurt because we invest into these people. We love them. We give ourselves to them. And then we find ourselves having to not be something and not want something and not desire something. That's when you get into the perversion of who you are. That's when you get into the perversion of your love language, when you find yourself shutting it off Mm -hmm. and going without just to please them. And that's not where you want to be. That's not what you want to do. Not as a single. Not as a single. And especially as married, because, again, there's never an excuse for infidelity. But if you poll people who end up in emotional affairs or things like that, it's because they kept being starved out for this stuff like this over here. Right. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing we have to consistently look at. If you're single and you're already having this fight, you don't want a marriage where you have to beg for this. It's really difficult. I think uh, Renika Witcher said, fill the love tank. And I love that love, the love tank um, uh, uh, um, metaphor, metaphor and that whole, I forgot the guy who who really penned that. Oh, I forgot his name. But we, you know, we saw all this love stuff. and respect, right? Was that the book? It's someone else. I, anyway, okay, the sorry. idea is is that um, if 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 your tank isn't full, you don't have anything to give. If they're if they're not willing to fill it up, but you're filling them up all the time, then you're empty. Mm-hmm. And empty vehicles don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you'll find your relationship not going nowhere very fast because they're full. They filled up. They're ready to roar and go. But you're empty and you're not going anywhere. And you're still staying in the same place trying to fulfill them, staying committed to someone who's not committed enough to you. Right. And it. I mean, it does become a situation of you becoming overdrawn. Um Absolutely. Are there any other questions, y'all? Y'all done had us. Y'all done had us for this long. My goodness. Thank you for hanging out. Ooh, an hour and 21 minutes. We're going to shut this down. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.